What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Cornelia, back with another Black News bonus episode. Today, we're going to be recapping episode seven of the final season of Insecure titled Chillin', okay? Let's get into it. Soggy joints. That's how we start an episode out with soggy joints, y'all. Issa and the girls, Tiff, Kelly, and Molly, they decide to have a girls' day, night, slumber party, stay in, friend group, powwow, get together. So immediately, I'm thinking this was needed, right? We haven't seen a full episode outside of when they went to homecoming where they really just kicking it with each other and just having that bonding moment. So I'm so happy that we got to see this, especially as we wrap up the show, because that's what this is about, right? Insecure. Yes, it's about different aspects of coming of age and, and finding yourself, but they friends. And I'm, I'm glad we got to do this or see this before we wind down. So as always, I'm going to give, I'm going to go through the quick highlights, the high points of the episode, and then we're going to get into the meat of this towards the back end of this recap. So the girls were at the house, you know, taking shots and, and pre-gaming, smoking soggy joints. And Issa gets a call from the spa saying that the pipes burst. They decided, you know what, let's just stay in and instead play questions in a hat, which is a game that Issa made up. And apparently I was looking on uh, Twitter, Issa Rae created this game or started playing this game back in college and just brought it into the show. So that's like a little fun fact um, for us. But questions in a hat. One of the first ones uh, sparked a conversation and it wasn't necessarily the question, but Issa asks, is she inconsistent? Now, as we remember last week, Nathan had said what he had to say, talking about Issa be all over the place. So her inconsistencies were called to the table. Molly takes a work call from Torian, AKA Chauncey, cause that brother looked like his name Chauncey. And we see it's some like some budding, a potential romance there. They were asking if Molly should give him the green light John Legend's green light comes on. So it was just a cute moment in their interaction. But pausing right there, what y'all think? Should Molly give Chauncey uh, a chance? Honestly, that work relationship, work boot, it's, it's, it's touchy. It, it's, it can be real tricky because one, if you don't plan on leaving your job no time soon and you get into a relationship and let's say the relationship does not go the way you thought, it can get messy. It can be some drama and one of y'all going to have to leave Two, Maybe it is the, you find the love of your life. I got friends who met their spouses at work. So it does actually, and can actually turn out to some, turn into something. Three, is there a work policy? Cause you know, it's always something in the handbook. Okay. So it's something in the handbook about office romance. Just cover all your bases and be careful when you're doing that. But because of Molly's track record with men and she's been on the abs, off the abs, she was, you know, dating whoever and, and how she broke up with old boy last season. I say it's worth a try. I say it's worth a try. And I'm looking forward to seeing more from her with Torian, a.k.a. Chauncey. Lawrence flash uh, move over to Lawrence's scenes with Condola. He comes by her house and drops off the baby. He has been more of a help to her since he moved back to L.A. She even says that he's a really good dad, which he really 
took to heart. You can see that really meant something um, to him. But we start to see uh, more closeness and more openness and more collaboration between him and Condola, which is a good thing. I don't have children. I know people with children. I've seen great relationships between uh, couples, co-parents, and I've seen the bad ones. And ain't nothing wrong with having a good relationship with the mother of your child and the father of your child. So I'm really happy that they're in a better place. Lawrence even offered to help Condola put up some shelves. And I I feel you because look, she was like being kind of like, no, I don't know. You don't have me. One thing y'all need to know about me. If a dude come over my house in any capacity and I got some work that need to be done and we got time to do the work. Oh, you going to hang these pictures. I don't, I, I don't see them. Wrong. Yeah. I got some shelves. You, can't, you got the, here go the tools. Okay. I grew up with a dad, a dad who fixes things and who hangs up stuff and is there when you need them. So if a man comes over and he in my space and I got some work to be done, he offered cool. Put together this, this, uh, this kitchen table. I, hey, I got I got the tools. Help yourself. And side note, y'all, what Condola do for a living? I don't remember because Condola's house is nice. This is L.A. County. That house Condola live in, y'all, that's a two million dollar house minimum. Where she work? That's all I want to know. Okay, we gonna figure this out. Where which y'all, where y'all think Condola work? Or oh, where remind me where she works because she was doing stuff and collaborating with Issa. Is she an events? I don't I need where are they what are they hiring? Okay, back to the recap. We go back to Issa and the girls. Questions in a hat came up, and the question was something around uh, along the lines of who was the finest person that your homegirl dated? Would you kick it with your homegirl's fine ex? Something like that. And Daniel came up. Daniel came up, y'all, as the finest dude Issa was with. And I'm going to have to agree. That's who we need to be talking about, Daniel. Because the way she did, the way she did him was dirty. I ain't going to forget. And I'm glad I ain't alone in that. Issa also um, talks about Lawrence and seeing them at the hospital and her interaction with that. And she thinks that Lawrence and Condola are back together because she saw them at the hospital. Kelly then mentions and chimes in that she saw them at the baby's birthday party and things wasn't copacetic. So Issa now has conflicting ideas and conflicting stories within herself about what's actually happening in that relationship. In a turn of events, though, Tiffany announces that her her husband and the baby are possibly and most likely moving to Denver. It's an overwhelming situation. Everything's moving so fast. She doesn't really have a friend group out there and people to rely on. Kelly, as we know, is the godmother of her daughter, is of her baby. So that is a big shift for everybody. But there was a really touching moment and some tears. And that's real life, y'all. Real life. Y'all know this. When you get older, people, the, the seasons in our lives change People move away. Careers take us in different directions. You got friends who you were with every single day, saw all the time in the right around the corner, and now they're across the country. I've been there. I'm still there. So I understand it. And it's tough. But I'm glad they put something like this in a scenario in here because it's showing that dynamic and how friendships shift as you get older and as you grow in your own lives. We now are taken back to Lawrence and Condola 
where, you know, he's just helping around the house and, and, and just continuing to be um, some uh, a positive assistance wherever she needs. And they both agree that they just want each other to be happy. They want each other to be happy. Um, and, and, and again, positive direction, which brings up the next topic in a not so positive direction. I would say Dro calls Molly. Why y'all Dro call Molly. If, if y'all missed it or don't remember Dro was Molly's like side piece or like little fling. He was also married, said that he had an open relationship. Molly, this Molly was supposed to be cool with it. It was just weird. It, it got messy and it got weird, but Dro, he married. Okay. And he calling Molly, but Molly sends Chauncey a text message. So we'll stand by for next episode to see what comes um, out of that. But we, um, later in the episode towards the end, we see the girls part ways. They had a great time. It was all good. Um, they had a good night in, didn't go to the restaurant, just stayed there, smoked, got high, smoked, got high, drank, and just had a ball. But Nathan calls Issa, calls Issa and tells her that he loves her too. That's not something that, um, he's ever really said. He's not leaving. He's staying. They love each other and everything seems all good. So, you know, that's, that's a positive as well. That's what Issa was wanting. She kind of put the pressure on him a little bit. It seemed like to, for him to say, I love you back, but it seems like they are moving forward in a positive direction. And I ain't even gonna hold you. I don't like them as a couple. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't, I just ain't feeling them as a couple. I, I get the vibe that they, they just one of them, them, uh, placeholder relationships that we all have. I just don't see this going the distance, but Hey, who am I back to the meat of the conversation though? The night before Issa attempts to call Lawrence, her friends shut her down. Like girl, what you doing? Don't call him. But at the end of the episode, we see that Lawrence calls Issa back. She does not answer the phone. Which brings me to this question. And it's not necessarily a question, it's a scenario. What should Lawrence do? What should Lawrence do in this? Because we often ask, what should Issa do? What should Molly do? What the girls should do? But let's really take a look at Lawrence. Should Lawrence pursue something deeper, something further, or put back together, or even put together in the first place, his family unit? Meaning try to build a relationship with Condola because they have the baby or should Lawrence try again to have something with Issa while simultaneously co-parenting with Condola. And I ask that because we see Lawrence starting to come to certain revelations in his own life. And I'm not sure where this is going to lead, but the vibes that I'm getting, Lawrence getting closer in, in, to Condola and, and Condola getting closer to him. But when we got that ex that's been lingering and we just unfinished business, it's always in the back of our heads. And maybe we should see what they talking about one more time. So in this case, what should Lawrence do? If I were Lawrence and I'm not a man, but I'm looking at this with the viewer's eyes. If I were him, Issa already told me what it was. She said she can't handle it. They may not have the, had the best closure conversation, but we know what it is. If I were him, 
I would shift all of my focus towards Condola. I would just play, you know, play it cool and continue to be supportive and be there for my art, for, for the baby. But if this thing and, and by thing, I mean relationship between these two continues to bud. If I were him, I would just let it grow and, and let it get stronger. And then I would go full speed ahead at that. Because again, one more time, East already told him what the deal was. They already had that conversation. They already parted ways. It's time to move forward. And if I were him, I would move forward with Condola. What y'all think? Do y'all think that it's officially over for Lawrence and Issa? And now all cards and all roads lead to Condola? Or are y'all still holding out hope? Let me know. Hit me up, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All right, y'all, it's your girl, Cornelia, and I'll be back again next week to recap episode eight, eight, y'all, eight, episode eight of the final season of Insecure on HBO Max. Bye.